Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, young chefs, and welcome back to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, Editor-in-Chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. And I'm Mitzi, Oven Mitt, Molly's right-hand gal and best pen pal you've ever seen. I bet you are. Every week we talk about the fun and fantastical side of a different kitchen ingredient. And at the end of the season, we use all those ingredients to make a mystery recipe together. So far, we know what we use water, brown sugar, walnuts, oats, crisped rice cereal, dried apricots, and dried cranberries. We're getting pretty close. Can you guess what it is yet? We're finding out our eighth and final ingredient today. And it's going to be a great episode. First off, our official ingredient guesser, Ava Lee, is back to help us figure out this week's theme. Then, Champ is getting serious in today's scoop. And finally, everyone's favorite climate change-fighting butterknife, Kyle, is here for the sustainable solution. Also, I should be getting a letter from my pen pal any minute. Has the mail come yet? Not yet. Well, while we wait, let's head to the theme song. Looks good. I bet it tastes good. Ooh. Mystery recipe. And we're back. Yes, we are. And the mail person has yet to deliver the mail. So, Mitzi, you have a new pen pal? Yeah, I am so excited. A pen pal, listeners, is someone that you write letters with back and forth. It's usually someone who lives far away. I signed up online to be pen pals with a senior citizen who lives in a nursing home. That's nice, Mitzi. A senior citizen is someone who is old, the same age as a grandparent or even a great-grandparent. And a nursing home is a place older folks can live to get help if they need it. Totally! Nursing homes can sometimes be a little lonely, and so I'm excited to write letters back and forth with my pen pal to help them feel more connected to others. And I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot from them. Did you already write them your first letter, Mitzi? I did! About a week ago. And I should be receiving their first letter to me today. I can't wait! Writing letters is so fun! It really is. It's different and more personal to write letters on paper and mail them to someone, as opposed to saying hello on the phone or from an email. Plus, a long time ago, before phones and emails existed, Writing letters was the only way to talk to someone who lived far away from you. That's right, Mitzi. But it's not the only way anymore. I think Ava Lee and I would have a hard time playing Guess the Ingredient if we had to do it just through writing letters. I bet. Oh, that's a good reminder. It's time for Guess the Ingredient, isn't it? It is. Listeners, I am going to play three sounds, and you at home get to try and guess what ingredient will be our theme for this week. Are you ready to play? Here we go. Play ball.
Hmm, any guesses what ingredients these sounds all have in common? I'll let you think it over while I call up Ava Lee. Ava Lee is 11 years old and lives in Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, Ava Lee. How's it going? It's going good. What about you? It's going great. I am, as always, super excited to have you here for another round of Guess the Ingredient. You have made it all the way to week eight this season. But today is not our last time recording together for this show. After we find out this week's final ingredient, we are going to talk again tomorrow to play a special round of Guess the Recipe. But we'll talk more about that later. For now, are you ready to get started with Guess the Ingredient? You know I am. All right, here's your first sound. Okay, that sounds like somebody breathing, sniffing. So what can that tell us about this ingredient? What kind of things do people sniff? Hopefully they sniff good things. This is actually something that's a little bit more traditionally smells good in its raw form, and it's also, like, beautiful and grows in a garden. I have a feeling these are, like, maybe herbs, maybe, like... Oh, my God. Green onion, maybe. Uh. Herbs is a great guess because they do smell great. We can let it lie for a little bit. Keep it in the back of your mind and listen to our next sound. What did that second sound sound like to you? Sound like somebody peeling. Okay. It's not peeling, but let's keep it in the back of our mind and do our third sound, which is my favorite sound. Play ball. Okay. Sounds like baseball. Well, you're right. That was the sound of a baseball game. And this food is commonly found at baseball games, although I would say... It's commonly eaten by people playing baseball games unless found to purchase at baseball games. But in case you haven't guessed it, listeners, I have a few hints for you. This is a type of seed from a yellow flower. This flower can grow to be very tall and gets its name because it turns itself so it's always facing the sun. And this ingredient has a brittle black and white shell that people often break off with their teeth and then spit out. So with those hints and our three sound clues, can you guess what ingredient we'll be focusing on this week? Sunflower seeds. Yes, amazing. Welcome to Sunflower Seed Week. So now that you know what our ingredient is, are those sounds making more sense to you? The second one is, and the third one is. It's always the first one for me. Maybe they're sniffing the the yummy scents of a sunflower seed. Exactly. That first sound was someone sniffing, which we were hoping would make you think of a flower. And that second sound, what was that? That second sound is like somebody trying to break out the shell. Yeah, chewing on that crunchy sunflower seed. And the final sound was our very own Chad pretending to be a baseball announcer, since both baseball players and fans often eat sunflower seeds at baseball games. Avalie, wonderful job with Guess the Ingredient this week. 
I am so excited to talk to you again in tomorrow's special bonus shopping list and mystery recipe reveal episode to put all these clues together and guess what we'll be cooking in our grand finale cook-along. We'll talk to you then. Bye! Hi, Molly. Hey, Mitzi. Hey, Chad. What are you doing here? Hey, I've got some mail that was just dropped off up front. Ah! I can't wait! Let me see here. Here's some for you, Molly. Bills, bills, bills. No fun. And Mitzi, let me see. (coughs) Ah, here. (coughs) Here's a letter for Oliver. A letter for who? For your cat and friend, Oliver. Can you tell him not to have his mail sent to the office, actually? Not really supposed to do that unless you work here. Are you sure you don't have anything else for me, Chad? Pretty sure, yeah. Oh, wait, there's this. It's a letter asking you about your car's extended warranty. I assumed it was junk mail, though, because you don't have a car. Yeah, that is junk mail. I can't believe it's not here. Sorry, Mitzi. Expecting something? I was. I just got a new pen pal, and I was supposed to get my first letter from them today. Well, I can go double check for you. I'll be right back. Thank you, Chad. Yeah, how disappointing. I'm sure it'll work out fine, Mitzi. Think we can move on to our next segment while we wait for Chad to come back? Yeah, I guess we probably should. But before you do, it's time for a quick word from our sponsors. Grownups, these ads are for you. I want to tell you about our sponsor, Driscoll's. Driscoll's raspberries are a sweet and delicious snack straight out of the container that you can enjoy all year long. I shared some with my kids, Olive and Toby. What are we snacking on now? Raspberries. Driscoll's, the company, asked me to find my favorite people to split some raspberries with, and I wanted to share them with you guys. How does it feel to share them with me? Amazing. No. You know what I like about it? I get to spend time with you. Me too. The sweetness isn't just inside these Driscoll's raspberries. It's also in the moments they help make. Just add only the finest raspberries to make your everyday moments a little sweeter. Visit driscolls.com slash ATK to discover more. Raspberries, raspberries, you're so sweet. Hi, grown-ups! In our latest cookbook, Kids Can Cook Anything, we help you teach your young chefs how to cook anything, such as bike tires, fake flowers, even the concept of joy. Uh, hey, Chad, we don't literally teach kids how to cook anything. Oh, hi, Afton, deputy food editor here at America's Test Kitchen Kids. We do have 70-plus recipes in this book, but they are only recipes for food. Has your young chef ever wondered about the best way to chop an onion or separate an egg or even how to make fancy-looking chocolate pastry puffs for breakfast, an oven-baked chicken with teriyaki sauce for dinner? Kids Can Cook Anything, the new book from ATK Kids, answers all of those questions. Oh, wow. Plus, there's QR codes throughout the book that link to video examples, which make this way more than your average cookbook. But Afton, who's going to show me how to cook a bike tire? Hopefully, no one. Grown-ups, you can get Kids Can Cook Anything wherever books are sold or by going to atkkids.com slash shop. And we're back, and it's time for The Scoop. Take it away, champ. Thanks, Molly. Today, I'm here with Steve, who's a sunflower growing in a sunflower field. Steve, 
Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, so long as we keep it quick, buddy. My name is Steve. I'm a sunflower, and I'm a senior sunflower field analyst here at the farm. So as you can probably tell, I'm very busy. Wow, congrats. When we arranged the interview, you were just a sunflower field analyst. You got promoted? Thanks, champ. Yeah, my buddy Brian and I both got promoted. Brian's right over there. Hey, Brian guy, this is my buddy champ. What's good, man? Just doing an interview. Ah, we are living the dream. Such a cool guy. (laughs) He seems nice, but uh, I know you're busy, so let's get back on track here. Can you tell me more about what you do? Absolutely. So as a senior Sunflower field analyst, I make sure we're all growing at the right rate and that everyone is maximizing their TIS and generally just giving 110% every day. What's TIS? Sorry, champ. That's short for time in sun. Sunflowers need a ton of time in the sun, or TIS. When we're young, we actually follow the sun throughout the day. That's how we got the name Sunflower. (laughs) Interesting. Can you tell me more about how you grow? You got it. It's all about having a growth mindset, you know? We generally get planted in the spring, sometime between March and May, depending on where you live. (laughs) We are not into cold weather, so the soil has to be around 55 to 60 degrees for us to get planted and thrive. It takes us about 80 to 95 days to mature, meaning that's when we reach our full height. So about three months. How tall do you get? There are tons of varieties of sunflowers, and it really depends on the variety. I personally am a mammoth sunflower. (laughs) Not the most flattering name, I guess, but it makes sense because I am about 12 feet tall. But there are some varieties that only grow to be a foot or so tall, like elf sunflowers. Most varieties are between six to 10 feet tall once they're fully grown. But in this field, we don't treat any one kind of sunflower better than anyone else. We're not just senior sunflower field analysts, growth monitors, and harvest operations officers. We're family. Sorry, do you mean that you're literally family or feel like family? Both. Sunflowers are actually in the daisy family, scientifically speaking. Got it. So lots of different varieties mean lots of different heights. Are there other differences? Absolutely. You are totally crushing this interview, by the way. Have you thought about exploring a career change? We could use you in publicity and marketing. Uh, I I wasn't looking, but thanks. Anyway, I, like a lot of sunflowers, have a thick, long stem that's tough and durable. Especially for us tall sunflowers, the stem needs to be strong enough to support the head. Then, that bloom at the top usually has a large, round center with yellow petals shooting off all around the outside. Different varieties can be different colors, and some have way more ray florets. That's another name for those petals around the outside. And where do the seeds come from? The seeds come from that center disc. It's actually made of over 1,000 individual disc florets. Basically, tiny flowers that make up one big sunflower. Those individual tiny flowers get pollinated, which fertilizes part of the seeds so they can develop. And where do the seeds come from? The seeds come from that center disc, 
It's actually made of over 1,000 individual disc florets. Basically, 1,000 tiny flowers that make up one big sunflower. Those individual tiny flowers get pollinated, which fertilizes part of the seeds so they can develop. Wow, so then after the seeds develop, are they ready to harvest? Bingo! The seeds start to develop after we mature. That's actually right about where I'm at now. It takes about 20 days for the seeds to ripen. After they are ripe and our heads start to droop and turn brown, that's the best time for you to harvest the seeds if you like to snack on them. Wow, super interesting, Steve. I have to say, I'm really impressed about how matter-of-fact you're describing your own life cycle. I mean, that's my job, you know? You grow up, settle down, stop tracking the sun, and then die. Why do you stop tracking the sun? Well, physically, as young sunflowers, we start facing east. And over the course of the day, as the sun moves west, we follow it. Different sides of our stems grow at different times of the day. It's just the way we are. And as we get older, we stop growing and we stay facing east. So we... So we... We stop. You stop tracking the sun? I've never realized how horrible it sounds to say it out loud. Why have I stopped tracking the sun, champ? Why? Do you mean physically or... Metaphorically. You know, I grew up, had a great time, and then I started working, and it's like, it's all I think about. TIS, growth mentalities. I mean, I was so excited about being promoted. Why? Who cares? And are Brian and I really friends, or are we just senior Sunflower field analysts? Good question! What am I doing with my life? Um, I don't know how to answer this. Am I happy? Would I be happier if I were still tracking the sun? Literally, or... (sighs) Metaphorically. Keep up, champ. Doing things that make me happy is like a metaphor for tracking the sun. And it's the way to stay young and be happy and focus on the things that really matter. You know, Steve, I think that's a great lesson for all of us. It's really important to check in with ourselves and make sure we're doing things that make us happy. I guess I just haven't thought about it before. I do really love being a sunflower, but I think I also need to focus on other things I like doing. Like yoga. (laughs) And bird watching. There you go. Those sound like great hobbies. Thanks, champ. I'm actually going to see if Brian wants to start a bird watching group with me. I think he could start tracking the sun more, too. Well, I think that's our scoop for today, Molly. Sunflowers usually grow to be 6 to 10 feet tall. They follow the sun while they're still growing. And we should try to make time to do things that make us happy. Back to you, Molly. Thanks, Champ, and thanks to you as well, Steve. All right, listeners, I think it's about time for our last segment for the day. Ah, still no word from Chad? I guess not, Mitzi. I wonder what I did wrong. What do you mean? Well, I tried to write them a really nice letter, Molly. I told them all about myself, and I asked them lots of questions about them. But if they didn't even bother to write back, My letter must have been pretty terrible. Don't say that, Mitzi. I'm sure your letter was great. I know it can be hard, but it sometimes helps me to try not to assume the worst. Not to assume the worst? What do you mean, Molly? 
Well, when something is happening and I don't know why, like not receiving a letter from my pen pal, it's easy to assume the worst. I might think that my pen pal is upset with me or they didn't like my letter. And it's easy to say that something is all my fault. But take a second to think about what you know before you make any assumptions. Well, in this case, I know that I worked really hard to write a new pen pal, a nice and thoughtful letter, and that Chad said they didn't have any mail for me today. That's right. There's no reason to think that your letter wasn't great or that your pen pal didn't like it. There's lots of reasons why you might not be getting a response today that have nothing to do with you or how good your letter was. Uh, I guess that's true, Molly. Maybe they are trying to write a nice and thoughtful letter back, and it's taking longer than they thought. Or maybe they've been busy and haven't had a chance to respond yet. Or maybe they did respond, and the letter got lost in the mail, or just delayed. These are all totally possible reasons why you haven't gotten a letter back that have nothing to do with you. Huh. So it's better not to assume the worst. Exactly, Mitzi. Thanks, Molly. That really did help. I'm glad to hear it. Are you feeling ready for our last segment? I think I am. That's good, because I think I hear Kyle coming now. Knock, knock. Hi, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. If you're here, then it must be time for... The Sustainable Solution! That's right, Mitzi. So, Kyle, what are you going to be talking about today? Well, Molly, I'm excited to be back to talk about how sustainability and our theme ingredient intersect. Welcome to The Sustainable Solution! Today, we're going to talk about solar energy because it's Sunflower Seed Week. Sunflowers, like most flowers and plants, use the sun to make energy and grow. And we as people have learned to do the same thing too. Plus, it's very sustainable. The sun is full of energy, and solar energy is when that energy reaches the earth through sunlight. People have used solar energy for hundreds of years to cook food, make fires, or keep warm. Sunlight is warm, which you'll know firsthand if you've ever been outside in the sun on a hot day. And that warmth is energy. Recently, people have begun using solar energy to make electricity. Electricity is what powers up all the electronic devices in your house, like your microwave, your lights, and whatever device you're using to listen to this podcast right now. Mystery recipe. So, how can people use sunlight to make electricity? By using solar panels. Solar panels have cells inside of them that can turn sunlight into electricity. Exactly how that works is a bit complicated, and it is different from what plants do, but it works. And it's good for the environment, because there's lots of sunlight. Other means of creating electricity, like using coal and other fossil fuels, release harmful compounds into the air like CO2, which adds to climate change and global warming. Solar energy does not. And that's why solar energy is part of the sustainable solution. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Kyle. A lot to think about, as always. Well, folks, I think that's all the time we have for today. Hey, Mitzi. Hi, Chad. You were right. I did miss a letter for you. It must have gotten mixed up with someone else's letters. Here you go. Ah, really? Oh, wow. This letter looks thick. I bet there's a ton of friendship and important life lessons in here. Uh, yeah, I bet. I'll see you later. Look at this, Molly. Ah, 
there's so much we can learn from older folks who've been around and enjoyed a lot more life than we have. Oh, I cannot wait to read this. Yeah, looks like they wrote a lot. They must have loved your letter after all. And here I was assuming the worst. Next time I don't get a letter on time, I'll just assume Chad lost it again. I think we're supposed to avoid assuming things altogether, actually. But hey, one thing at a time. Listeners, we are all out of time for today's episode. We'll be back with some more sunny content for you next time. And remember, at the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is yet? So far, we know it uses water, brown sugar, walnuts, oats, crisped rice cereal, dried apricots, dried cranberries, and sunflower seeds. And we now know all of the ingredients that will be used in our mystery recipe grand finale cook-along! That's right. Check out our special mystery recipe reveal episode tomorrow to learn what the recipe will be. And we'll have a shopping list for our grown-ups so they can get everything you'll need to cook the mystery recipe along with us next week. But Sunflower Seeds Week isn't over yet. We'll be back to de-shell our knowledge a little more later this week. We've got some sun-kissed facts in our tricky trivia segment, followed by a sweet lesson in Ask a Grown-Up. If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And if you like our show, feel free to share it with a friend. Or leave us a review. Give us some stars and tell us what you think about the show. We love hearing from you. Until next time, keep keep on on cooking. cooking. Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Bitsy, and I am a starfruit, and Molly Birdbaum, who is a honey crisp apple. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He is a kumquat. Andrea Vavjan is a kanepa, and Katie O'Hara is a lemon, and they are both contributing writers on our show. Audio services are provided by Ultraviolet Audio, with sound design supervision by Matt Boynton. He's a nectarine. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Chester Guazda, a banana. And additional engineering by Eric Gorman, a raspberry. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music, and Jonathan is a mangosteen. Our director of post-production is Hen Margolis. She is a pomegranate. Our director of production is Diane Knox, who is also a dragon fruit. Fact-checking by Julia Arwin, a watermelon. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher, and she's a blueberry. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a mango. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's also a raspberry. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, executive editor, Kristen Sargianis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, art director, Gabby Hominoff, Deputy Food Editor, Afton Cyrus. Associate Editors, Andrea Vavjan, Katie O'Hara, and Tess Berger. Editorial Assistant, Julia Arwin. Photo Test Cook, Ashley Stoyanov. Test Cook, Faye Yang. And Managing Producer, Yumi Araki. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan, Champ Hollins, Brian Green, and Ava Lee Wright. Thanks again to our sponsors, Driscoll's and Honey Bear Pizzazz Apples. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. All right, let's crack this bad boy open here. Dear Mitzi. Ha, that's me. 
I was so happy to receive your letter. Yeah, I had hoped you would be. As an oven mitt myself, and one who's been around a long time, I feel I have so many life lessons to share. Yeah, I cannot wait. Here I come, life lessons. <laughs> Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts. And we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win. 